Good day, folks, and welcome to another exciting adventure in the world of Marginally Pertinent. I am your host, Bart. And I'm your other host, Randall. And so last week, we discussed budgets, particularly with money, how to um, how to make a budget, why you need one, why it's important, all that good stuff. Well, this week, we're going to to go ahead and continue that discussion into part two and that's how to budget your time and um, a lot of people don't think about budgeting time but it's we'll get into this later it's necessary if you want to accomplish much of anything Um, but first we usually do a topic here Bart about how not to be an awesome human being but this week we have a little something different don't we We do. Uh, This week, we found a video that just had to change the name of our uh, segment to How to Be an Awesome Human Being. That's right. So, we found this video of some scuba divers. And first off they were scuba diving it looked like either at night or in a dark area maybe they were pretty deep in the ocean um just because they had their their flashlights and uh you just really couldn't see much out there and thankfully there were captions to describe what was going on because you see these manta rays float by and then here comes this shape and the caption tells you it's a dolphin which, if I had been swimming there, I've been scuba, scuba diving. I am certified for scuba diving um, almost 20 years ago, and I haven't gone since. But if that was me out there and a dolphin came just swimming out of the dark at me, I would probably add a little bit more liquid to the ocean. Um, <laughs> because... Dolphins have a, t- a very similar resemblance to sharks, and I would totally think that it was a shark coming out of the dark to get me. Anyway, um, back to the video. Yes, this dolphin swims up, and the divers are kind of playing with it, and they notice that it, it's not swimming quite right, and they find a hook in its fin, and it's just wrapped around with fishing line, and this diver. The the dolphin swims up to it and stops and lets the diver start working on and taking the hook out, taking the line off. I mean, of course, it swims around a little bit more because it's a dolphin and they're playful and all that. But I was just very impressed by this human's uh, uh, ability to observe well and see that there was something wrong with this dolphin and they were able to help it out. Yeah, exactly. Um, also impressed that this dolphin just kind of, it really just kind of goes immobile for a while while they cut away and try to delicately pull that hook out of its flipper. Yes, I mean, the, the dolphin, the video, the title of the video is this dolphin seeks help from scuba divers or from divers or something. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I really think it did. 
I somehow this dolphin must have had experience with humans before taking care of it or, or doing something helpful to it that it <laughs> knew to come in you know hey there's a light over there I'm gonna go check that out hey there's humans hey they're not hurting me they are actually help they can help me right I think dolphins are pretty amazing they are I think they are too those amazing creatures of this world I agree I love dolphins I think they're so cool so if you want to check out this video you can head on over to marginallypertinent.com we will have a link posted for that and you'll be able to view it at your leisure Leisure. Not lasers. Leisure. Yes. The the fancy leisurely way of saying leisure. (laughs) When you're lounging when you're lounging in your lounge chair and you just can't talk quite right, you have to put on an accent and say leisure or leisure as I've also (laughs) heard on movies. I've never actually heard a real person say that. Yeah, me either. (laughs) probably the incorrect way of saying it thinking they sounded cool in those movies probably and we're just uh, continuing that thought probably so we just prolonged it another generation we are so sorry people (laughs) So, so sorry please forgive us All right, and we're back, Bart. So we're talking about time management and budgeting your time tonight on tonight's Marginally Pertinent podcast. Correct, Bart? That is correct. So we've had to budget time to do this podcast. We have. And I think that's all we need to say. I think we're done. If you want to do oh, anything, wait. just budget some time, and it's going to get done. Yeah, I think people are, may, may want to know how we go about doing that, though. Oh, so, is that what we're do doing you, here? I think so. I think, well, at least that's what we're supposed to be doing. If we're actually doing it or not is a different story. So. Wait, yes. A very, <laughs> a very different story. <laughs> that's, that's very true. So do, do you have a method for budgeting your time? I really wish I could say I did. Um, I have just, my wife and I have just figured out how to actually link our calendars uh, because, you know, I said earlier that, that she is the uh, time, the the scheduler of the family. And uh, so we've found how to link our calendars. So my phone is all the time going bing, Bing, with new calendar events and I'm like oh okay glad we have that one I, I needed to know that um, that our family stays organized uh, at least it let's say um, with a weekly to monthly time budgeting um, daily time budgeting I am terrible with I'm trying to get better but as a whole I'm pretty terrible at it Cool. You know, you said Amber, y'all yeah. linked your accounts. Tiff, um, my wife, um, does not use her calendar on her iPhone. I mean, she does, 
but not to the extent that your phone went asleep or your computer or whatever we're listening to. Dang, I forget. Okay, <laughs> so like, I'll go back and say what I just finished saying, and then we'll edit that part out because <laughs> I think we should totally leave that in. <laughs> Just this, just this blank air going on there. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, turning my display back on where it never shuts off. That's kind of that's. Here we'll put it on ten minutes, and maybe uh, maybe I won't forget <laughs> next time. But anyway, I was saying before my phone so rudely shut me off is that um, <laughs> that my wife doesn't do her calendar on her phone. Hmm. I mean, she does, but not to the extent that it sounds like Amber does. Uh, Tiff does use the wall calendar in the kitchen, and she hmm. lists everything that's going on. And for the longest time, it took me to get used to looking at that calendar because I'm all digital. The less paper I have in my life, the better. And she would get frustrated. So, but she got smart, though. She got smart. Because one, uh, I think she started doing this last year. She got. Lost you again. When did you lose me? Uh, You said, I think you said last year she got smart. She got cut. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell you the most important thing you will ever hear. And here it goes. <laughs> Did you get that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm going to try this again. So is it not uh, your wife, display? Yeah. My wife doesn't use a calendar on her phone. She uses a calendar on the wall, and it goes, and it has this. And it has everything on it. <laughs> get all that in there for my phone. shuts me off. Well, no, but okay, so, huh? I was going to say, uh, Amber also uses a paper calendar, uh, you know, not a, you know, like the, the calendar books that you can buy for your office or whatever. Um, a planner is what that is called. Uh, that is exactly what that's called. Obviously, we don't use one because it took <laughs> us a while to come around to what that word was. What was that? What does that mean? It's like a journal, it's like a book, and it has like calendar pages in it. It helps you what plan. It, it helps you plan things. It, yeah, it helps you plan things. Like it would be really helpful if that thing was called a planner or something. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what it's called. That's what it's called. <laughs> oh goodness. So I think we've been talking about six and a half minutes, and we've still not gotten to what my wife uses on the wall a calendar. <laughs> okay. Because my my phone keeps interrupting me. This. Uh, so anyway, so. She has this, but she got smart, and she, instead of getting, like, all these colorful, uh, real pretty, uh, girly calendars, she bought one that was, like, put out by the History Channel that had, every day, a new, on this day in history, fact for that particular day. And so I would go, and I'd be like, ooh, this is interesting. And so I'm like, oh, so King Henry did this on this day. Oh, and my daughter has a softball game tonight. Great. Okay. (laughs) And I it think, worked. I think that is 
that is a fantastic uh, idea. Yeah, because because that not that, going back to episode one of go home and be a family man. Not that you're not interested in what your daughter has to do, but whatever King Henry did, I mean, that's history. <laughs> that's right. And so it was it was cool to see how history lined up, but it was also helpful for us because she wasn't getting frustrated having to repeat something that she'd already spent a large amount of time on writing to make sure everyone in the family knew what that was going on and we weren't we were just not taking the time to go look at the calendar so it it helped but uh, we're, we're not to the syncing our calendars and she has my calendar and I have her calendar and all that I think that may be a little bit overload for some of us but um, but having a shared calendar someplace is is really good for families yeah yeah so let me ask you this, since we're on, and this falls in with time budgeting, but do you, do you and Amber set annual family goals? Uh, no, we do not. Okay. A lot of people don't, and that's fine. It's okay. Um, I have found, though, that for me, just me personally, that if I, I actually have seven areas of my life that I plan out every year, I'll probably start here in the next month looking over this past year's goals and then looking at what I want to accomplish next year. And uh, those seven, seven areas um, are like my finances, um, education, I can actually open up this year's. Well, maybe I can't because my computer is going to do that. But I actually will sit down and go over this, which helps me better plan out my time daily when I get to that. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have I set career goals, financial goals. Since I am a Christian, I do set out spiritual goals. Uh, I set up physical goals, um, you know, health, health conscientious goals, intellectual goals usually refers to like books read and things like that. And this may sound kind of weird and crazy, but then I also set family goals like uh, date nights with the wife, vacation time and things like that. And social goals to, to be perfectly honest, I, I am not the most social person ever. And if I didn't set a goal to have a dinner with another couple, I, I would probably never meet anyone outside of my family. <laughs> I would. Well, I was going to say, I wish we could meet people outside of my family. Just, I barely get to see my family as it is with this job. Well, right. my wife, I guess. But, uh, but we actually do. Every Wednesday, we have our community group that we get together with. So, so we do get to socialize some that way. Yeah. But I, I do, I do set a goal for that because if I, if I don't have it on my mind, I'll just gloss over it. Cause I'll get so busy with all the other stuff that I mm-hmm. will forget to have interactions with other people. <laughs> in 
I mean, that may sound weird to like the social butterfly that's always going to parties and things like that. Um, like, how can you not meet other people? And it's like, well, cause I like, I like to read. I like to, to, I like to, you know, run and work out and do all these other things. And so while I'm developing career or physical or intellectual or financial goals or something like that, those socials ones get shoved off to the side. Whereas someone that is more focused on social or um, something like that may struggle with physical or spiritual financial career goals or something of that nature. So we're all going to be strong in some areas and, and weak in others. And if you've never sat down and made out it an annual goal list, I would highly encourage it. Um, you may be sitting there and being like, wow, I don't have any physical goals. I can't even run a mile. There you go. Set that as your goal or at least walk a mile. Um, there you go. Maybe you don't have any, yeah. Maybe you don't have any career goals. Um, and you just, and maybe you felt for a long time that you just kind of feel stuck in your job. Maybe that's a hint that maybe setting a, a goal will help you get unstuck from that career goal that you're just kind of, you feel like you're in the ruts or something like that with. Hmm. It helps me evaluate where I am now and it kind of pushes me to, okay, here's, here's my baseline. Let's not fall below that. Where do I want to go from here? And I do that every year. So and I think it's also, I'm sorry, go, go ahead. No, you go ahead and then I'll come in as a follow-up. Okay. Uh, I was going to say it's, it's important to note that I do not hit a large part of my goals every year. Sometimes I do, um, but hitting some of my goals is far better than not hitting any of my goals or not having any goals at all. So, Agreed. So um, what I was going to say is you, as long as I've known you, have been a highly organized individual. Um, what are some first steps that someone like me that is very much more fly by the seat of your pants um, to get started with budgeting my time, organizing the way I use my time? Okay. <clears throat> if you don't want to look at it, just the, let's break it down just a day. And so uh, you'll see other people, uh, Dave Ramsey, I, I actually use probably, I, I use his method for how into entree leadership. It's an excellent book if you've, if no one's read that, but he's, he suggests sitting down every morning when you wake up or when you get to the office and then breaking down everything that you need to do in that day into four different categories. And he labels it in four different quadrants. And, and one of those, the, the main one is urgent and important. Um, the second one is urgent, but not important. The third one is important, but not really urgent. And then the last one is uh, not urgent and not important. And so to break each of those down, like urgent and important are those things that come with your job, like the barn is burning and we need to get the flames put out. Those kind of things. Something that if you don't get it done right now, 
life will be lost, income will be lost, something like that's going, something bad is going to happen if you don't get it done. And those always go to the top of the list to get done that day. Okay. And then, yeah. And so then, then you have the next category of importance, which is important, but not urgent. And so these are going to be things that are like your every day-to-day tasks and uh, things that you're doing around the office or your workplace that need to get done, but there's no hard deadline on it. You know that these are things that need to get done by the end of the week, end of the month or whatever, so you can work on them slowly over time and just get them done. Like they're not, they're not due in the next hour so they can get done after the fires are put out in the other categories. And then you get to the last two, which honestly are, are ones that frustrate me when I find myself engaging in them. Um, and I'll start with the last one first, cause those are easy to, easy to recognize. Uh, it's the not important and not urgent stuff. This is where like watching TV falls in, falls in place. Not important. It's not urgent. And so it gets left at the bottom of the list. You know that watching TV is going to be a time sink. Yes. And so <laughs> uh, this may sound a little hurtful, but Stopping by the office chatterbox's office, you know, it's probably going to take up a large amount of your time just because they're going to chat away 15 minutes of your day or something like that. Um, I've, I've done a lot of reading of, uh, actually last year, my intellectual goals was to read a whole lot of biographies. And the biographies were of you know, tech giants, um, world politicians, things of that nature. And one thing I noticed out of the li- out of the daily lives of each of these people is how they spent their time. And very few of them, actually, I could probably say with, with confidence, look, thinking back through the list, none of them spent a large amount of time watching TV or doing things of that nature. Um, those, those not important and not urgent tasks just did not show up in their day. And they also learned how to manage the other type of task that gets done. And that's the not important, but urgent stuff. And these are the tricky ones because they're really kind of hard to identify in the moment. Because they're the ones that are like screaming in your face saying, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. But they're not all that important. Here's a few examples. Um, your phone dings or the something on your phone, maybe it vibrates or something and you check it. Oh, it's a, it's a social media notification or it dings and it's an email that, you know, can be answered at any time of the day. Um, it's things of that nature, or maybe it's a text message from a friend that could have been read after office hours. Mm-hmm. So it's those things that immediately call your attention, but they're really not all that important. And it, it was this category here that I really found I was wasting a lot of my time because I had um, my phone had all of its notifications turned on. 
so everything was just getting through. And so I'd be sitting here working and my phone would ding. So I'd stop working and check my phone. Oh, it's a Facebook notification. Oh, what'd they say? And the next thing you know, I've spent 10 or 15 minutes on Facebook. Put it away. Go back to typing. Two or three minutes. My phone would ding again. I check it. And I'm like, oh, that's a, it's an email. Oh, it's not that important. But let's see what they have to say. There it goes another five or 10 minutes. The next thing you know, you've spent two or three hours on these non-important but urgent things and you and, and that's hours that you cannot get back. And so I actually got to a point where I just silenced my phone, completely turned it off, and I happen to have a smartwatch where I can actually set what notifications get sent to my watch. And those are only things that I have deemed are actually important. Like close friends and family, text messages and phone calls, um, work uh, work contacts so I don't miss a an important work phone call and then my work email all gets sent to my watch and so it buzzes or dings or whatever when I get one of those notifications but Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or things of that nature uh, game apps and stuff they are still on my phone they're still sending me notifications so when I do check my phone at the end of the day I'm like oh I have 8,000 know, Facebook notifications or whatever it might be. <laughs> and so I can check it at that time. But my productivity, just in the first week of me turning my phone on silent, it was like a night and day difference, Bart. Wow. Night and day. And it was just because I wasn't stopping every 15 minutes checking my phone to make sure that whatever that ding was, wasn't all that important. Help me out immensely. That is, that's actually something that I have also done because everything is, everything is vying for your time. Mm. Um, I mean, and that's, that is nothing new. Uh, even back in the time, days before TV computers and back in cowboy days, probably back in medieval time days. Um, and you had the town, town crier back then. Hey, listen to this. So and so. Hear ye, hear ye. Yes. So and so has the Black Plague. Come hear about it. Um, <laughs> like, no, no, no. I, I got I got it. I've got to go shoe my horses. I can't. Wait, okay, wait. Who, wait, who was it again? So yeah. So something. That's human nature. We we want to know what's going on. Um, I would say, you know, so back then, distractions led to possibly death or imprisonment, then death or things like that. Uh, your family didn't get to eat because you were stuck in the stocks for uh, gossiping about the king's mistress or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, now, debtor's prison. Right. Uh, nowadays, um, it, it's not – the distractions don't take away from our survival, at least not here in America, but they they really take away from your quality of life. Mm-hmm. Um, tying it back 
wow, it's, it's amazing how we can keep tying things back into that first episode. Uh, you've got your phone dinging off and it's taking time away from your family. That's, yeah. That was my thing was having text messages coming through uh, from my, you know, um, my parents or my sister or, or friends or something like that. And, um, you know, they weren't, they were in that not urgent, not important stuff. Um, just being silly or something like that. And I also just ended up turning off notifications on my phone. Um, I've now gotten to where, okay, I'm like, okay, this one's important. Let's have notifications on that. This one's important. Oh, no, that one's not. Keep notifications off. But I mean, even, even the games we play, it's like, do you want to allow this to play notification or send notifications? No, I don't need to know what's going on in my game every minute of the day. It's a game. It's not work. Yep. And it takes, it takes a certain level of discipline for you to get to a point of being like, man, I don't need to check Facebook every minute of the day. Yes. Um, I also found that I was a lot less um, frustrated, I guess might be a proper word for it. I never got angry at Facebook, but um I just noticed that the more time I spent, the more frustrated I got just because of what people were posting and things like that. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's not, um, it's not that I would ever say that I don't need to hang around people that don't share the same ideas as, as me. Cause I think it's important for us to have those conversations with others, but it seemed like because I was clicking on those, the algorithms that Facebook uses, those showed up more because I would click uh, on those more. I'd have to go searching for the ones that weren't uh, those comments. And it was just, it was frustrating first because I had to do so much work to find the stuff that I wanted to read or, or watch or listen to. Yes. And then frustrating to read some of the other stuff that was on there. And so now I, um, now I, I just, I probably spend maybe five to 10 minutes on Facebook a day, if that. And uh, if anything important pops up, my wife usually will say like, hey, you might need to check this one out or something like that. And she doesn't spend a whole lot of time on Facebook much anymore. Um, but yeah, it does take a certain level of discipline for you to get to a point of being like, I, I want to do something else in my life instead of looking at my phone usage at the end of my life and being like, <laughs> wow, I spent, uh, I spent 93 days on Facebook total, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, that was, that was kind of when you and I were in college, you know, you and I were playing online games and stuff and it was kind of a shock after we'd been playing them for a year or two and be like, wow, we, um, we, we've literally spent a month of our life in an online game. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not sure that when I'm 80 years old, I want to look back and be like, well, I'm, I'm, I really wish I'd spent more time looking at pixels on a, on a screen instead of trying to, you know, develop, you know, develop a new company, write a book, read someone else's book, uh, provide clean water for people and, you know, 
some third world country, you know, whatever it might be, none of that stuff is going to get done if you're spending it on time that is not important and not urgent. And so I bring that all back to my goals. All of my goals, I tried to put at least in the um, important but not urgent category because ho- hopefully none of my goals are, are so off or so bad in my life that they're urgent. They have to happen now. Right. Um, an, an example of that might be uh, you just had a heart attack and you need to make some life choices now concerning your food and health benefits, because if not, you know, a worse heart attack may come along or something like that. And so that would be an example of an urgent and very important uh, goal, life goal that you could set that needs to happen now. But hopefully, hopefully most of your goals, if not all, will just be important, you know, but not urgent. They just need to happen at some point through the year where you need to take steps towards those goals throughout the year. Um, Hold on. Before you go on, you kind of uh, probe droided. I don't know if it uh, did on your end or my end, but we might want to go back and say that again. Okay. So in recap, like – your, your, hopefully your, your annual goals, if, if you set them, if you decide to sit down and, and spend a, any amount of time on it, are not urgent. And so, uh, you know, the example of, of an urgent or yeah, a, a, of an urgent and important goal, life goal would be like if you have health problems, health issues, a heart attack, you probably need to make some urgent life changes now, such as changing your diet and exercising a little more and um, make sure that those get put in place. But hopefully you, you're not in that position. So you're able to set goals that are important, but they don't have to happen tomorrow. They don't have to happen today, but you need to be making steps towards them over the course of a year. Um, maybe your goal, maybe you didn't finish college and you wanted to say, you, Hey, um, I want to finish my degree. Maybe you have a few, maybe you have a few semesters under your belt, and for whatever reason, life got in the way, and you, you had to walk away from it for a bit. But you're like, hey, I can step back in. I can do online courses or whatever it might be. I want to finish my degree. Well, that doesn't have to happen tomorrow, uh, but you can set that goal of being like, okay, I want to enroll in college, and I want to get one more semester under my belt this year. And then that leads into the next goal of finishing another semester and so on and so forth until you graduate with your diploma. Uh, I do know that if you don't take the time to, to write it down, and that's important for me, write it down physically with a pen, pen in hand, write it, jot it down. You can print it out um, like a blank sheet of paper with you know, some guidelines on it, but hand write it down. Uh, something happens when you physically use pen to paper uh, with, with your mind, hmm. but write it down. I, I even write it down and then I go back in and I type it all on my computer. So I have it with me and I can access it from my phone. I can look at it. But I also review my goals throughout the year. I, I like to do it at a minimum, you know, once a year, halfway through the year to see how I'm doing, but uh, I would prefer to do it. And, you know, at least three times every three months or so throughout the year to see how I'm doing. So a, um, 
That would not be quarterly if you're doing it three times. A thirdly <laughs> year. Thir- thirdly. Thirdly year. What's it, what would that be called? Triannually. Third- Triannual review. <laughs> is that even a thing? I don't. I really don't think it is. <laughs> well, we just made it. Well, I mean, I guess it could be. It, it could be three times a year, or it could be every three years. Yeah. Right. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we're chasing a rabbit now. <laughs> yeah. Squirrel. So here's another way that uh, we have found helps with time. It also helps with budgeting money as well is menu planning. Mm. Because if you have your menu planned out, then you do not have to um, spend time in the evening or early afternoon. Okay, well, what are we going to have for supper? Well, you've, You've already planned it out. You can do that at the beginning of the week. You can, you can do it for the whole month if you want. Uh, but that will save you time and it will save you money because you won't end up saying, oh, well, I don't know. Let's just go out to eat. Or I'll just swing by the store and pick something up when you had something already at home that you could have had. Yeah. And, and even on the topic of where to eat, like, how long does it take you and Amber to actually decide where you want to eat? We do not have a lot of options out where we live, so it does not take us very long. <laughs> I swear, I think it would take me, Tiff, Brooklyn, and Madison. If we only had three options anywhere, it would still take us half an hour to decide which of those three options <laughs> we want to eat at. It is, if, if, I, could, if I could somehow... Reduce that down to like five minute discussion. I would have a lot less frustration in my life. I feel like sometimes. <laughs> so, so um, Amber has a friend, had a friend uh, from her old job that his way of bypassing that. Oh, what do you want? Well, I want this. No, I don't want that. But what do you want? I'm like, okay. Well, I want this. No, I don't want that. Um, it's, it would be okay. You'd, Tell me what you want to eat, or we're going to taco fill in the blank. <laughs> and that would, that would uh, cause his significant other to make a choice, or yeah. at least give it, it not the, uh, oh, I don't know, what do you want? Yeah. Just that 30-minute back and forth. <laughs> yeah. I have come within the last couple years of just immediately coming up with three viable options that have been good in the past for us, or maybe two viable options, maybe one new one, if I want to mix things up and try to get us to try something new. But we'll always approach my wife with, hey, um, here, what do you want to eat for dinner? Here's three options that's on my mind. Do you like any of those? And usually... She's good with one of those three. If not, if she goes through those three, I'm like, yeah, I don't really like those. But how about this? I'm like, great, let's go there. Because I'm not real picky. I don't care what we eat. But yeah, meal planning, man, if you can, if you can schedule that out 
it, it will also probably help on your budget as far as groceries too. Cause if you have a meal budget, then you know what you're eating. You just buy what you're going to eat and reduces snacking and all that other junk too. Yes. Um, but yeah, that, that can be a huge time saver, especially if you are able to do a, a lot of pre-cooking or maybe pre-mix it. Like if you have a, a chopped onions and spices and stuff, you can just throw in a bag and when you're ready to cook it, you just throw it in the pot with the meat and it's done kind of thing. There you go. Uh, let's see. So what else about time budgeting, time management? Um, so we talked about our annual goals. Uh-huh. Talked um, about setting up, um, setting up a daily routine of figuring out what's most important and urgent in that day and starting mm-hmm. with those working your way down. I think it's important to remember that we cannot make more time. And yes. none of us are ever guaranteed tomorrow, so we need to make the most of our waking hours today. There is actually a principle that I'm going to read you real quick that I just heard, well, I just read recently. Um, and it is... The Parkinson's Principle. Parkinson's Principle? Okay. Yes. And it states that work expands to fill all the available time. Mm. So so even if we had a 30-hour day, we would still fill it with something, whether it be work or frivolous Facebooking. Um, So... All we have is 24 hours. Let's, yeah, and let's, usually, let's make good time of it. Yeah, and, and eight of that's going to be spent sleeping, you know, plus or minus however many hours you require a night. So, yes. I mean, if you sit and you think about your life in terms of schooling, I mean, your first, at least first 18 years, you're going to be in school you know, graduating high school. After that, you can go to college, you can go to a tech school, or you can go straight into the workforce. I mean, you think about it, you've only got roughly 50 years ahead of you at that point of work life by the time you graduate high school. And that may sound like a lot, um, but by the time you hit your Let's say I'm 37 right now. I'm thinking like, man, 67 uh, is only 30 years away for me. I've already burned through 20 of that 50 years. I know. It's crazy. And it feels like just yesterday you and I are roommates in college. <laughs> yes, it does. Wasting all that time that we thought we had tons of. Yes, exactly. And, uh, I mean, it is encouraging, though, to see that, like, we still have college graduates that are 70 and 80 years old. You know, you, you look back at uh, past inventors and, and authors and stuff, and people are just writing a book when they're 50 or 60. Um, that, that is encouraging to me that it's never too late to start on a dream or a, a goal that you've had all your life. 
but it's also never too early either. And hmm. not saying that those people wasted their time that wrote a book at 60 or graduated college, because I'm sure they filled their life with meaningful stuff up to that point. Uh, but we also need to be careful of falling into the trap. Of like, well, I can write that chapter of that book tomorrow, or I can practice my charcoal drawing skills tomorrow. You know, tomorrow turns into tomorrow and then tomorrow turns into tomorrow. And the next thing tomorrow is you're 65 and you never got around to trying watercolors or pursuing a new career goal or something of that nature. It's, it's best to do it today. And there, I, I guarantee you that if you were to audit your time, in a given day, if you're really, truly honest with how you spend your day, you would find at least 30 minutes out of your day that you could be able to be like, all right, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to take this 30 minutes and I'm going, um, I'm going to just type until like 30 minutes is up. Um, a perfect place for it. A lot of people get an hour lunch. I haven't taken an hour lunch and I can't remember how long. Um, cause most of the time I just eat at my desk and I don't need an hour to eat at my desk. And so with that 30 to 40 minutes that I have left over, that goes into something else that I would like to develop. That's not related to my job. That sounds like a good use of what you could call extra time. Yes. And, and that extra time in quotes there is, right. is, is everywhere throughout your day, whether that's maybe, maybe you just wake up at seven o'clock every morning. Maybe you, if you push the clock back to six 30 and woke up a little earlier, or um, maybe you put your kids to bed at eight 30. And if your wife is like mine, she's asleep by eight 30 or nine o'clock every night because she gets up really early to go work out. So um, maybe, maybe you spend that time after everyone's asleep and family time is over. Maybe you spend 30 minutes to an hour there because you don't need as much sleep or whatever and work on stuff at that point. All right. Well, in closing, we talked about time budgeting, time management tonight, and we have discussed setting annual goals, reviewing where you're at now, where you would like to be. We've also discussed that, that you may not hit all of your goals all the time, and that's okay. I think a lot of people are afraid to set goals because maybe they've set really hard goals in the past and they never achieved them. And we can go over setting proper goals in another episode and what it means to set meaningful, um, meaningful goals. But we can cover that in another time. But for now, set, set some goals. It's okay if you don't meet them. Just steps in those goals are in the right direction. Then we've also talked about daily budgeting of your time. Uh, much like how we would set a, um, a budget for our money, where we know our income, 
we know how much we can spend. Well, we know how many hours we have in a day. And if we separate the tasks that we know need to happen into the categories of urgent and important, important but not urgent, um, and important but not urgent, and then not important and not urgent, then we can help our workflow throughout the day increase because we're not spending all of our time on these urgent and not important or not important and not urgent categories and on these things that really matter uh, in the important categories. And so setting, a t setting aside the, that a few minutes every morning and just going through your day. And also that also, it helps with if something does come up like a really important email from your boss or something, uh, you're going to be able to say, okay, this is urgent and very important. I need to put it to the top of the list. And then you can go from there. And I, I know it's going to be a little hard to, to break out of habits like not watching TV and things like that. But uh, when you realize that most of the people that we see that we recognize as successful and uh, have done great things, they haven't spent a whole lot of time checking their social media account. In fact, they probably hire someone to monitor and manage their social media account for them now. Um, they're not watching tons of TV. They might watch a little bit of news in the morning. They might allow themselves one TV show. That might be it. If we can get into the habit of putting our very limited time that we have towards projects that matter to us, not just flippantly, mindlessly looking through a phone uh, or, or flipping through channels or something like that, but things that matter personally to us, like our families, like our careers, like our intellectual pursuits, like our um, spiritual pursuits or church pursuits, or maybe, maybe you're not a Christian or uh, follow another faith, or may, maybe, maybe it's just volunteering for a cause that is near and dear to your heart. If we spent more of our time on those things that matter, then we're going to make a better, a better and bigger difference in the world. And that's what we want. We want to make a bigger difference in our families. We want to make a bigger difference in our workplace. We want to make a bigger difference in our communities. And that's where time management comes in and helps make a huge impact. And so the, tonight, on behalf of Bart, he uh, actually he had to do a little urgent and important time management. His wife called during the episode, so he had to jump out for a minute to talk, chat with her. But on behalf of Bart... This is Randall Latham saying good night. We hope to see you again on the next marginally pertinent podcast.